What up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we talk about the NBA All-Star voting. Does Julius Randle really deserve to be in the starting lineup over Giannis? We talk about the FCF. We talk about a ton of fun stuff. So make sure to check out this episode. Make sure to give us a subscribe. Hit the follow button on Spotify and enjoy. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select... Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A collapse! Oh! Blocked by James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant with the jumper. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? You know what, Jack, and I truly mean this. I actually want to know what's on your mind because I know a lot of stuff going on in your life right now. You just moved uh, back up north. We'll talk about that a little later and ranked. I know your neck and your back are bothering you. And, you know, people say, send that text, make that call, reach out to a friend, <laughs> make sure they're okay. I'm just checking in on you. I just want to make sure everything's good with you. Things are not well. I'm no? under the covers when I'm going to sleep and I'm still cold. I get out of a hot shower. I'm freezing trying to dry off. Well, let I'm... me stop you there on the first part. Going to sleep in the cold is like the most ideal situation. Not for me. Not where you're like actually cold. Well, then you don't have good enough comforter. I, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, so you enjoy snow wait, wait, wait. on the ground. Yeah, that blows. You, you got to put a jacket on. And then my dad's telling me it feels like 86 in Florida. So that's that. I'm back in Maryland, up to New York, back to Maryland, and then up to New York for good. So it's the new, it's where I'll be. It's How's your I'll neck be. and back and your beep and your crack? My, my neck is not doing well. Back is doing okay. I uh, got some fun exercise from the physical therapist, but yeah, things things are looking bleak for your boy right now. Hey, manual quickly though, you can still hold on to that. We'll definitely be holding on to that. Shout out to the GOAT. Happy birthday, birthday to Num- Ed Sheeran and Paris Hilton. Happy birthday to two influential figures. Some call them the GOAT. Ed Sheeran, Paris Hilton, not as much Paris, but everyone loves Ed Sheeran, so clap it up. Happy birthday to the GOAT, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know, it's Michael Jordan's birthday. <laughs> to the all-star voting we go. So we're recording this Wednesday morning. Tuesday night at midnight, technically Wednesday morning at 12 a.m. I don't know which would be which day. I mean, but... Tuesday, I mean, you know, I mean, you can say it both ways. but like... I guess it's 11.59 and 59 milliseconds or whatever it is. I actually don't think there, 59... no, there's no such thing as a at night at midnight. Because midnight's the AM. So one that, saying Tuesday think, night at midnight is factually incorrect. That time does not exist. Well it does. No, it doesn't. Oh, Tuesday night, you're saying it's a it's an AM. Yeah, but two AM is still like the night. Whatever. No, also it's, voting it's, the sky closed. is dark, but it's not. So saying I I actually just learned that. I just taught myself that. Saying Tuesday night or Wednesday night at midnight is factually incorrect because it's the AM. All right. I'm happy for you and your learnings, but why don't we talk about the all-star voting? Uh, It closed Tuesday night at 11.59 p.m. There we go. There we go. I also also think that's factually incorrect, but keep going. Why would that be incorrect? Because I think it closed at 12 in the morning. 
Ah, okay. So it closed Wednesday morning at 12 a.m. That's all I want. Um, I don't know when the actual results are revealed. So when we're talking about this, maybe they'll have be re- been maybe. revealed by Don't by yell Thursday. at us. Yeah, don't get mad at us. Um, going into the season, we did our NBA preview. My picks for first-time All-Stars were OG Ananobi and <clears throat> Zion Williamson. OG, I don't know what happened. He's gone through some injuries and stuff, but... Really cool layup last night. Really Did good play. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's going to get him the nod, but it was cool. Yeah, missed on that. And also, it feels like it was a way quicker sprint to the All-Star break this year, right? Like, we went for newcomers, and they you really had to pick, like, an established player. Like, I was betting on OG to make, like, a massive jump over the course of the season. Like, I guess I forgot, like, how early in the season the All-Star break came. It's also a shorter season in general, so naturally, yeah. but... I mean, yeah. Zion might get in. He should. The thing about Zion this season, it's wild to me. Because it seems like ever since LaMelo got drafted, like all everyone could talk about last year was Zion, Zion, Zion. Before the draft, Zion, Zion, Zion. Zion's the new face of the NBA. All the media outlets were talking. We're already comparing him to LeBron. We're already doing that. Um, and then this year, he's just absolutely dominating and having a crazy year by his standards, the Pelicans are underperforming ex- to expectations. But Zion is absolutely dominating, and I feel like we're not hearing a peep out of it. Like I was, I think it's actually because like eighty percent of his game, like other than the the high flying dunks and the crazy blocks, is just like boring basketball. You know what yeah. I mean? They're just like turnaround layups at the hoop. He's scoring the most points in the paint in the league right now, and at a crazy efficient efficient rate. But I feel like that's why no one's really talking about him because he's not like hitting from 40 like Dame is or or doing all this stuff, putting it between his legs. He's just like getting buckets efficiently. The highlight era is what we're obviously living in. I run snapback sports like I post highlights and Zion's dunks aren't really up there. Like people are the the real dunks he's having are like finishing Lonzo half court alley-oops. And we've seen enough of those. He's had he's had a few Zion moments. A, a few, but like you said, like three moments in, you know, 35 game moments, moments, that word, that word. Um, so Zion, once again, like, I think if you gave it another month, which we might've had in a regular season, I think Zion's a lock to get him, but we'll see the fan vote. I think we'll have him up there. And then I think he deserves to be I an all-star. I'm not do sure. Do you that. know how much fan vote? 50%. That is bullshit. You know what? I hate people. And if, if you're listening to this, chances are you're a person. If you look at this fan voting, one, Tobias Harris isn't on there. We don't have to have that conversation. That's just for me. Two, Andrew Wiggins is on there. Three, Clay Thompson's on there. <laughs> Four, um, Caruso. Alex Caruso's on there. Five, Derek Rose is on there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Whoa, time out, time out. If Mello and uh who no, it was like Dirk and D Wade got like the oh, veteran the sympathy, tag. Yeah, like yeah. their senior citizen all star game. D Rose can get that. D Rose can it's funny, I'm seeing all over like the Knicks six and two since acquiring D Rose. I'm like, did is he playing like seven minutes a game, maybe? Nah, nah, he's playing. He's getting Dude, dead. our closing lineup, we're not okay, gonna, we're talk not gonna about get it. into that. Um but yeah, the fans like I feel like there has to be a little bit of policing when it comes to fan voting. Now. Yeah, I was surprised when I found out it was 50%. That that did feel high. It should be 30. But then again, it's like, who cares? But then again, it's like, these are big honors. Not even honors, just like huge for the resume and to get where do you Where do you stand on players 
pumping their own all-star stock. Hell yeah. Yeah? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Go for it. Yeah, pump your bags. Why not? Eh, I don't know. I mean, if it's a player that I like, I'll support him. But if it's a player I don't like, obviously. Right, but like, give me an example of someone you saw that you didn't you didn't like to see that from. Miles like, Turner. oh shit, <laughs> he was on this podcast. <laughs> was it? Was he pumping his own all stars? I mean, he's been pumping everything about himself. I mean, the other night we saw Miles Turner's Instagram story. He wanted to show the little bit of snow that Texas is getting, and he happened to catch his five hundred acre mansion in the photo at the same time. So Miles Turner pumping his house, he had pumping to use his all star uh, panorama function just to get him one frame. Yeah, I don't know. I, I there was a there was Look, a uh, back and forth a few years Miles, ago. No I mean you're talking about Zion not getting love. Miles Turner was blocking like eight shots a game to begin yeah. the season and no one was talking about it. So I understand like there is some you gotta have a little bit of an ego and throw yourself out there because if you're not it's always like if you don't feel passionately about a product then no one else is and when you're an nba player you're kind of a startup so push yourself to the forefront why not yeah all right i can get around to it for certain guys all right so abe's first first time picks cj mccollum and then no, he's say, oh, you know he got what? hurt but no he's definitely not in the all-star game and another guy on the podcast shout out cj um you don't need to explain for yourself it was a decent pick he was playing well i think he'll come when back he went down play. when he went down he was shooting averaging 27 points a game on 47 percent from the field and 44 percent from three had he not gone down i'm, I'm chalking that up as a win for me I don't that's care. an l because you call yourself the doctor and you got to predict these things that's no you can't business. predict injuries i just diagnosed them but my second pick Ding, 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 ding. Jalen Brown. Is yeah. it a lock? Lock. Lock. It's it's part of that. Um, he falls into the Zach Levine, uh, Bradley Beal category in, in a way, right? Zach Levine and Bradley Beal were left out of the All-Star game last year. Um, and right when it came out, everyone always talks about the snubs right away. They don't talk about who got in there. And Zach Levine and, and Bradley Beal were two of the biggest snubs because they were averaging, like, I don't know, 27 points per game on a six-win team. So people yeah. were like – so they kept that in the back of their head for the last 365 days. So going into this year, Bradley Beal and Zach Levine are at the top, probably going to make the All-Star game just because people feel pity. But if no, you watch any – They deserve it. Yeah, they deserve it. But if you've watched any um, Boston Celtics national TV games over the last year and a half, somehow, some way – one broadcaster always finds a way to sneak in there. You know, Jalen Brown should have been an all-star last year. Should have. They just find a way to sneak that in. So for that reason, that's why I picked him this year. I mean, not that he he actually absolutely deserves to be an all-star too, even though Boston's not that good. He's having a great year. Relax. I mean, they're not that good. He's averaging Dude, 26 Everyone has 14 wins in the East. Like, That's just get over it. It's team. the new normal. It's not like Bitcoin's team. at 50K, and, and everyone has 14 wins in the East. Not my team. But Jalen Brown looking like he's going to be an all-star. So I'm going to give myself a 1.75 out of 2 on that one. How many um, players make the all-star team? Do you know? Is Five it... starters. And then, I think it's a roster. I think it's 15. Fifteen? No way! No way! It's no. fifteen. It's probably. 12. I think it's. I thought it was twelve. It's probably twelve. It's probably okay, 12. so let's say six guards, six front court. I don't know if it necessarily bakes out like that. He is fourth I think in it's the five, voting. five and two centers probably. 
Uh, no, they lump them together now. I mean, there tends to be two centers, but it's all front court versus guards right now. He's fourth, so he should be in. Players below him, Levine and Trey Young. So after that, it's Sexton, Rose, Westbrook, Van Vliet. So I would I would call him safely in. Where's Zion? He's six right now, and the only player he's ahead of in the fan vote is Brandon Ingram uh, that could realistically get in, but I, I think Zion would get in over him. So we shall see. The, what, the I've learned, what I've learned looking at the, the fan voting is how many good players there are in the NBA just on shitty teams. Like That's how hard it is to have a good team in the NBA because there's so much talent around the league that you have to stockpile them together. I'm just... I'm in awe of how much good talent there is in the NBA. Like we we live in an era where like 28 points per game used to lead the league in scoring and stuff like that and now yeah. that's just like commonplace for so many dudes just to go out and get 20. Yeah, multiple night. dudes on the same team are averaging 28 a game. It's nuts. Um all right, let's predict our or let's pick our all-star starters. Um I went on Sports Center, that's a hard plug. It's not like a what Abe was saying, like that's a hard plug. So check that out on Snap. <laughs> But I made my picks there. In the East, I went with um, – who did I go with? <laughs> I went with Beal and Harden as my starting guards. I went with KD. I went with Embiid. And I put Julius Randle in there. Joel Embiid. You put Julius Randle over Giannis Antetokounmpo? Do I actually – and then I explained it all in my I, I, I saw story. It. I saw it. Do I actually think Randle deserves – to be the start like he's a surefire lock for the game if he doesn't make the game which i predicted two years ago actually like that would be an an actual crime Giannis like has spacing he has good teammates like the knicks roster is just not good this dude's shooting 40 percent from three and i wanted him traded before the season it's incredible i want to i, wanted, I wanted to talk about that for a second yeah. about julius randall you know what i learned the other day it's a contract year for julius randall yeah uh not technically but he's a player option or a team option team option two and one so this is the second year and then we get an op so will we extend him for a non-max it is going to complicate things but because we're kind of in a win now situation in today's nba in today's nba someone's gonna give him a max you just better hope it's not you yeah i don't want it to be me and it's hard to say that because of what he's doing this year but it's it, very I, easy to I, say. I know, it's we very easy. <laughs> just stat but, looking at it, but someone's going to yeah. give him a max, and fans are getting let back into the garden. The Knicks are somehow making a push for the playoffs. The fans, you know, the fans at the garden are going to be chanting MVP when he's at the free throw line. <laughs> like, there's going to be that pressure on Leon. Leon Rose. Leon's been picture perfect since he's been there i trust that man with with everything i have so i did say that sounds like a a cry for help and hope i do think Giannis will end up being the starter in the game but i think like people don't understand there's it the knicks are projected to win 21 games they have 14 wins we go for a 500 record tonight like it, it is incredible what he's doing we know that the mvp award isn't the most valuable player but Julius Randle is probably the most valuable player in the NBA right now. Joel he is. Joel it's not Joel Embiid. You still have Ben Simmons. You still but, have Tobias Harris. But Jack, you, but Jack no, 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 no. look at look but, at how the team performs when Joel Embiid doesn't play. They perform like a like an average basketball. No, team. no, they lose every game. Mm, I don't. I disagree with that. No, they haven't won a game. They've won one game without Joel this year. They're like one and seven. They really, uh, 
I, I they, just, they, they lost the cast dude, without a beat. Strip, they lost strip the Julius Randle from the Knicks. Dude, and it's quickly strip, and it's quickly's garden. And they're they're not they're never winning a game no, ever. All right, all right. My starters, then, my starters out of the East. Bradley Beal, congrats, get him out of Washington. I'm gonna give it to Kyrie over Harden, just because you know it's the East. Harden's only been here for a few weeks. I feel like you know I still consider him. I feel like he's not eligible for an Eastern starter. He's obviously gonna come off the bench. Um, Giannis over Julius Randle, sue me. Maybe that's a hot take. KD. I'll keep saying it. I, I I don't do this often. I'll keep saying how wrong I was about Kevin Durant, <laughs> just to, just to make you feel better. And I mean, the MVP of the NBA, the most dominant player in the NBA. Okay. Joel, what? Joel Embiid starting at the five, definitely the most dominant player in the NBA right now. Um, in the West, Dame Lillard over Luka Doncic. Why? The Mavs suck. The Blazers aren't that good. But Luka cries like a little girl. All the time. And he finally acknowledges it, and that does nothing for me. I don't know, because I love Luka so much, him as the basketball player, but I hate Luka the crybaby. And he he does this thing where he continues to acknowledge how he has to stop complaining to the refs, but he keeps doing it. He keeps doing it, and I understand it's the competitor in me. I just want to win these games. Dude, it comes a point where you got to shut your mouth. So, Luka, you're not going to start this year. Dame, Steph, Steph Curry, man. Okay, don't put your hands up like I was right about Steph Curry. I mean, you said you. I didn't say anything bad about some, Steph Curry. Some ridiculous shit two episodes ago. What did I say about him? About how he was in a prove it year. No, I did not say that. Yes, Go you run did. The, nope, Jack, you're putting words in my mouth. I no, said, I'm, I'm not. I said I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I said the he has to prove it crew that doesn't involve me maybe has a leg to stand on in a way. If they can frame their argument in a way. Did I say that Steph Curry had to prove something? No. I was just playing devil's advocate, playing both sides as I love to do on this show. But Steph Curry is freaking nuts. And and I don't know why you're putting your hands up like you were right about him. Because if anyone was right about it, it was me. What? Because I said how good Steph Curry is, but how irrelevant that is probably to the Warriors' success. They're what, the 8-9 seed right now? Dude, if you keep pinning people's record when we're 30 games in and everyone was, is within Jack, 30 games, games in, that's 50% Draymond, of the season First of all, year. Draymond also looks spectacular out there. Back in the He's averaging like 15 assists a game over his last few. He's a great defensive player. Uh as much as you're going to try and claim you were right on Steph, I did call him MVP this season. Which he's not. He's not today. He's not tomorrow. He's not next week. He's not we next month. About, hey, if he keeps shooting 62% from three on the uh, amount of On the of nine threes, seed Warriors? On the amount of threes he's shooting, yeah, he, he'll have a, a legitimate... I think you're forgetting, like, you pumping up the Sixers and Embiid and telling me what how good of a team... pumping up? They're, they're the ones pumping their own stuff. They're winning basketball games. No, 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 but you keep telling me how good the team is. They are. Around Embiid. They are. And then that, that just kills his, his MVP value. And by the way, LeBron James is the MVP today. Well, because, you know it's, because it's a media award. Ramona Shelburne has a vote. Exactly. My Western Conference, Steph Curry. You didn't Luka let me finish. Doncic. Dame, Steph, Bron, Kawhi, Jokic. I don't really think there's any... I think that's pretty chalky right there. 
Yeah, I have the same thing, except I went with Luca. Although, I, I, I'll i admit, Dame has been quietly, which is weird for him, uh, probably playing out of his mind. I would give the nod to Dame because of his consistency from game one. Luca's just been on fire right as the voting's kind of ramped up. Can't really go wrong. All of them will be all-stars. About Dame, I was having this conversation yesterday. I think the one – like, Damian Lillard is the – in all aspects of the word – the coldest player in the NBA. Like, his personality. If you have one shot in the fourth quarter with 20, 15 seconds left in today's NBA, do you do you want Damian Lillard? I think you do. I think you want Dame or you want Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. I think Dame's the answer there. He, like, leads. There's something about clutch stats where I still don't understand what that stat even means, but it just has the word clutch in it. Um Damian Lillard is, in all aspects of the word, just the coldest player in the NBA. And I wish nothing... He'll literally drop a diss track on your head. But I did see some funny Dame slander recently. How do you slander a guy like that? Because, first of all, he's Steph Curry's son. And second of all, because the Blazers franchise celebrates first-round playoff series wins, like their NBA titles. Like, he, he made his shoe over the shot that he hit over Paul George. Like... My guy, that you won the first round, and then Steph swept you, like you know. So, whatever. Different levels to this stuff. Different levels. Surprise all stars. Anyone you think that's gonna pop up and be a surprise all star? I really don't want to do this whole plugging and everything. <laughs> Tobias Harris, man. Tobias Harris, twenty twenty one points a game, fifty forty ninety from the field. I said Doc Rivers was going to be the game changer. He is. He's finally playing without hesitation. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Surprises? I don't think than- he'll be close, to be honest. I think he'll be close. I mean, in the wet, in the East, you got he's going to be a front court, I assume, right? They say he's a yeah. front court. You got Katie, Giannis, Embiid, Tatum, Randall. Even like. Honestly, I mean, they have Sabonis up there, Bam, Jimmy Butler, which the Heat guys, we can debate all day. But, like, even, like, Jeremy Grant, in the grand scheme of things, probably deserves it more than Tobias Harris. The Pistons are the worst team in basketball. I know. Tobias that, is the second-leading scorer on the on a one seed in the East. You're, you're too into the team aspect of it. I get it for MVP. I know you need to have the one seed to win MVP or whatever, but for, right. for an all-star, you just kind of pick and plug those players. You're right. Um, from the West, you know, I don't think I see Clay getting in there this year. <laughs> it's going to be tough, but he's got the fans behind him, so that's got to count as something. Uh, maybe I am looking into the team aspect too much because, like, why wouldn't Donovan Mitchell be considered for a starter this year? Like, he, I mean, because he doesn't the, – the West is too deep, but he'll be an all-star. Be the honest. one guy for me – has to be De'Aaron Fox. He got the max deal, which kind of reminded me of like the Randall thing that we were just talking about, which is we know he's a really good player and you want to lock him up, but like at some point these max contracts can be more bad than they can be good unless you have a superstar, right? Max players should not be stars. And De'Aaron Fox wasn't even at the star level to me, which is like an all-star level. I disagree. Player. Max players should not be stars. That's not how the league works, Jack. You just you just can't have that. I'm saying, for, but for the contract to be worth it, they should be. Like name name a ma- name a max player star besides the Heat, who we've all agreed on 
is, you know, that was an aberration from the mean. Like, name a su- uh, regular star player who was on a max contract that's gone anywhere deep in the playoffs. Like, they I'll just give you do- someone who's not a star, and that's Draymond Green, who was a key part of that Warriors and fit the system so well. I don't think you have to be a it, – it's just not how the NBA works nowadays. But but when he got the max, he, he was a star. Like, I know he's no, not he the true – He was never a star. But that's the thing. Like, people don't understand. The Warriors are just such a different situation. Like, in that system, he actually is a superstar. Like, he is a – he's the best defensive player on the floor, and he's the best creator on the floor, which is insane to say. He was Ben Simmons on steroids in Golden State. Excuse me. He, he was. Please. That's so, uh, That's but I'll, I'll give Fox credit. He's kind of taking the leap, and I think him and Halliburton are an awesome young backcourt, but it's like the Kings, so they get no fan vote. So I could see him getting in. I don't think he will, but I could see it. J.J. Hmm. Watt, how interested on a scale of 1 to 10 in the middle of February are you on the NFL and any JJ Watt conversation interested in the NFL because I'm waiting for my team to make a move and they just haven't. And we also are picking in the top six of the draft. So I'm kind of in that position where I have to, my team was picking in the 19th or 20 slot. I wouldn't, but JJ Watt, when the report dropped that they were going to agree to a mutual release, release to video, all that, yada, yada, yada. He's probably going to rent out the entire newspaper for a day to put out ads. But, uh, Ian Rappaport, was the one who dropped the news and he snuck a word in there in that tweet and didn't think he didn't think I would catch it but I did Ian he uh he used the word star the Texans have released their star defensive end JJ Watt this isn't 2015 this is not 2015 JJ Watt is not a star now JJ Watt's peak as a defensive player He's probably one of the best defensive players like ever when he was in the Yeah, I, I'm, I'll be transparent. I kind of forgot that he almost won an MVP award from yeah. the interior. Like, like 2014, <laughs> 2015, prime J.J. Watt, if those were the years, was like some of the craziest peaks of a defensive player ever. But he's not the same. He just played in his first full season in God knows how long. They won four games. It's not his fault necessarily. But um, the Texans could have traded him. And I don't think this saves face – for them as an organization because they did right by him to let him go choose where he wants to go. They would have only gotten a fifth or sixth round pick for him or something late like that. Don't get it twisted. But in terms of how interested I am to, to see where JJ Watt goes on a scale of one to 10, it's about like a two. Yeah. Um, the most intriguing destination for me is obviously Pittsburgh just because his brothers are there. Um, if he goes to Pittsburgh, then I'll start saying he's a good player again because he's in the division with the Ravens. <laughs> Um, but it kind of feels like he can go anywhere. People, there's reports of him going to the Browns now. I feel like every player that is potentially going to switch teams, the Colts are always going to be talked about now. Yeah. But realistically, they don't have a, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have um, like a star like MVP on the defensive end or something like that. They just kind of have a stout team that needs important holes filled. So they're always going to be up there. We're like, you know, the Colts could use them. You know, the right. Colts. They're, if they're an NBA team, they're like a – they're Kawhi Leonard away from Like, have you ever seen a – like, Colts are, I think you would say, a win-now roster, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you ever heard of a win-now roster without a quarterback? Have you ever heard of a win-now roster without, like, a single, like, dynamic weapon? 
I mean, you had the Niners, like people say they're win now and they don't have a quarterback. Like I'm actually a Jimmy G believer, but the Vikings were at that point. Like they really don't have a quarterback like they're because their quarterback retired, but they have like a guy, they have a game manager and they need like a game winner, right? Um, J.J. Watt, people obviously he could have been traded. I heard he could have maybe even gotten a third or fourth. So in that sense, like maybe it, but I do think it, it, saves a lot of face and if you're trying to rebuild your culture which I don't think is there's like, anything that can save face for the Texans but that's right the now. thing it's got to start somewhere like you don't want to just keep piling on and what's a third or fourth round pick to where you'll never sign a legitimate free agent again if you just took a man who gave so much to your franchise not only to the franchise this man did more for that city than any athlete has ever done for a city. I know you're going to say LeBron James in Akron, Ohio, but he, I mean, he raised $40 million in the middle of a hurt. It was supposed to be like a 500K thing, and he just didn't stop. So it's bigger than just the football team, and I think it was the right move. Let him pick where he wants to go play. With that being said, I don't know how true all the rumors are. If it sounds like he's open to eight different teams, then I would have probably traded him and figured out where he wants to go. Um, but like, I just kind of assumed by asking for his release, he just wanted to roll up to Pittsburgh with his brother, which I think would be cool. And the final note on JJ Watt is, I know it's weird comparison, but like Nick Batum looked like he should never play in an NBA game again. And then like kind of revitalized, I very, think like very you said, weird cross right? comparison. but, but JJ Watt, you know, I don't know how dominant he was. I didn't watch a lot of JJ Watt. You mentioned the four wins. No player of of the outside defensive end can impact a team like that, which is why he shouldn't be making that money at this point in his career. But can he be? Can he revive his career? Like Calais Campbell came in for the Ravens, and he was a beast, right? And people said he's trending in the wrong direction. So I think for that reason, I wouldn't be shocked if Watt became not to an MVP level, but a very serviceable player. Yeah, here's a uh, here's a little inside tip. For uh, the folks at home, from a kid that works in a guy. Am I a kid? I'm a guy. I'm a guy. I'm not a man. I'm a guy. Yeah, I'm a man. From uh, a guy, man, kid that works in sports gambling. <laughs> he just went through a quarter-life crisis right there. Fact. I'm a guy, man, kid. Um, from, a, from someone that works in sports gambling, when these players are switching teams and you want to follow the odds, don't. Just don't. Because those odds are totally around what's the most recent article written by this beat writer that has to make his quota for a month so he just writes up 500 words of spew that's what the odds of jj water focus on i'm seeing like brown's twitter yesterday going nuts because since uh steelers have since fallen back and the browns have shot up the charts and the browns may end up getting him don't get me wrong but that has nothing to do that one boring beat reporter sitting on his ass on his couch writing an article like "Ooh, the browns could be interested in jj watt so just be careful, kids. Yeah, I mean, it definitely got me to buy season tickets for the Knicks when I saw KD minus 150 late on some offshore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it's funny. I thought you were going to go a different route and say, like, even though we might disagree what he's going to be on his next team, it will not affect the season win total. Like, it, it will be so it wouldn't even affect a line in a game. If he was if he was in or out, it would not. It would not move at a half point at this. point. I feel like someone. I don't know. It might get bad. I think it could get them. No one's power rating would would alter on that. No, but I think 
whoever signs if it's JJ Watt goes to a Cincinnati, I'm not a Cincinnati, a Cleveland, a Pittsburgh, an Indianapolis. I feel like you could see their their win totals go up by a half a game, just because it's a clout thing, not because of a football thing. It's like I said, a sportsbook would love for the win total to go up because of right. that. Like when when the Patriots signed Cam Newton, sportsbooks. Yeah, but that's different. It's a sportsbooks took it's, all my money. It's an impactful position. I told you Cam Newton wasn't good, but it, it he could have if he were good impacted it. All right, let's take a quick break. After the break, we're going to talk about a real football league that the interest level is a 10. We're going to talk about Champions League, top shots. We're going to rank some stuff we haven't ranked in a little, and maybe a little what the what the hell internet graphic. We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back. FCF, we're recording Wednesday morning. By the time you're listening to this, we'll have drafted our team for week Draft two for day. the Wild Aces. Congrats to the five winners of the uh, who are now team owners with us, co-owners with us. I'll be getting that out to them shortly. Uh, but I did just want to come in here and announce Saturday we play against the, I believe we play the Beast. I think it's Marshawn Marshawn for dinner. Marshawn yeah, for Marshawn dinner. Marshawn for dinner. And more importantly, I want to welcome our new franchise tag. Each team gets two. We announced our second. Our boy, Ladarius Galloway. Galloway. Running Galloway, back. Galloway. And he's a receiving back as well. So obviously. Three down back. Write him a check. Write him a four check. Four down back in the FCF. No special teams in the FCF, no, baby. We don't, we don't do that. Um, so I'm hyped for this weekend. I want to see that momentum carried on to week two. I know you only caught a little bit of it. But I want to get like, some. Uh, There's going to be a lot of hype week one, right? Yeah, no, of course. I'm, my focus two on week two sustain? is going straight at Marshawn Lynch's neck. I'm talking. We, I need someone on our team. We can pass this down to Jerdy. Well, is Jerdy a go this week? He said he's going to try and play. That is batshit insane. Yeah. <laughs> that is batshit insane. Um, kind of makes me think he didn't have a separated shoulder. But anyway, I would need him to rush, run a touchdown in and do the hold my dick from the beast run from the playoffs. Oh, I need Skittles. I've been DMing with Ladarius. I need I Skittles on the sidelines. Like, I, yes. need, I need all that. Skittles oh, bath so for good. coach. I need everything. I need a okay. total focus at going on at Marshawn's neck this week. Remind me about that. Do we play him? I think we do. I think we do. I think we play yeah, the beast. Yeah. Um, all right. Top shots. The only thing I want to mention is that some other mainstream sports podcast, part of my take, which people have listened to before, also started mentioning top shot about six weeks after. So I just want to give ourselves credit and on that. Brian Winhorst. Brian Winhorst with an article on the front. How of do we ESPN. not get a mention? I don't know how we didn't get a mention, but Snapback family, and this includes all of the family, we did get a mention in one of my friend's grad school classes. He is in a class for sports analytics, and they were talking about Top Shot. They mentioned Jack and I's purchase. They mentioned where we come from, Snapback. So that includes you guys. So you guys are in the you're in you're in the textbooks, should we say? We're in, we're in the come up. Um, and then shout out to the NFTs. You've been looking into. I, the only reason I'm bringing this up. Is because I think that when we do a sports podcast, I would also like to add value to the listeners mm-hmm. to a degree besides our horrible sports takes. So a couple minutes every week on something informational, <clears throat> NFT, non-fungible token. That's what our Top Shot moment is. But I did buy a twerking Bitcoin NFT. The utility, does that going to get you some, some NFT girls? Or guys, you're the one twerking. 
It could. I don't know. But NFTs, look into them, YouTube it, hit me up and ask questions because it's the future. It's crazy. Go, go are... read ESPN, Brian Windhorst's article. I would never tell you to read anything Windhorst. But um, speaking of Windhorst, do you think he like retires like right when LeBron retires? He kind of did a good job of getting away Transitioning from Transitioning from. Yeah. And do you also think that like, do you think Bron likes him? Like, do you think they have a personal relationship? Just like. Yeah. I feel like Bron like pets him on the head yeah. every time he sees him. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. How would he not? I mean, he reported on his whole career. He's been there. It's a cool story. Maybe Windhorse wants to own our moment. Killian Mbappe. I mean, we talk about, I don't know how much you know about uh, the footy. I know you 23 goals in 22 Champions League games or something. Yeah. Um, so, like, what we want Luka Doncic or John Morant or Giannis even to be, like, Kylian Mbappe kind of exists as that player. Like well, you know 22. who he is. You know who he is if you look at him in the face. And I want to do this on one of those app generator things. If you yeah. took Giannis Antetokounmpo and Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. just in the face, Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. That's who he is. It's actually crazy, and you'll never be able to unsee it. Yeah. And he is a World Cup winner and he's one of the best players in the world at 22. He's spectacular. So I just wanted to show him a little love. Let's rank some things. Three good things about it being cold. So I just flew up from Florida. I'm going on a ski trip this weekend. So we want to discuss, you know, what are the pros? What's your, uh, what's your level of um, skiing? How good are you? Um, I would say I'm a 6.69. So I've never been skiing or snowboarding once in my life. Never put them on, never even attempted. Yeah. Is it really all that fun? It's it's an awesome experience because, you know, if you break down like what a ski trip is, you can't roll you have to go somewhere, right? So it feels right. I, I I hate I can never wrap my head around going on vacation to somewhere colder than I am right now. Right. No, I get that. That's, but, that's the mental hurdle of like digital ownership. That's the right. mental hurdle that I have when it comes to going on vacation. Yeah, I do prefer a warm vacation. This is my first time skiing in like four years. But uh, happy hour, once you come off the mountain, is like a really well, cool thing. Because you have no like, food in your system. You have two beers and you're off your ass. Exactly. Because you're super dehydrated. You've been skiing all day. Plus, you've got, um, you know, cool restaurants normally around, like the Ski Mountain and stuff. And it's cool to be out west sometimes or up north. So, you know, it's more the vibe. It's the same thing with the beach. Like, when you go on a beach vacation, it's not just about sitting on the beach. It's the drinking that goes with it. Maybe a little casino action, you know, the food. You get it. Um, So, three good things about it. Uh, I'll start. Getting to stay inside, which I think this would hit differently if we hadn't just stayed inside for an entire calendar year. Um, But getting to stay inside, like, under a blanket with your hood on and, like, just wrapped up and feeling warm. I I enjoyed that. That's nice. Cuddle up up with someone, special someone. My uh, number three good thing about it being cold is, you know, absolutely nothing. Plain and simple. I've lived in the cold my entire life. I went to a cold school. I went to a cold. I grew up cold. I live in the cold now in Philadelphia. It just stinks, you know. Walking out and just like having to put your neck like this and put your cover your mouth and everything. Well, you should always cover your mouth with a mask, kids. But you know, there's just nothing good about it being cold. Snake. Oh, snake. Number two, something. You sweat a little less. You know, I personally hate sweating. 
just I do it a lot too naturally my pits we don't need to get into that more but when you're outside obviously you're sweating a little bit less but I guess the argument could be when you come back inside to the warmth then the the sweat glands kind of open up but just as a whole if it's if it's colder you're not going to be as hot you're going to sweat less so number two number two for me is the hot shower like a hot shower on a cold day and it's like steamy, it, it hits a little differently than your morning hot shower or, or during the summer, even a warm shower. So, But then you get out of the shower. Yeah, no, I was just I was just focused on the good of it. It was tough. Yeah. Once you get out, you're absolutely freezing. Uh, number one is I did pick ski trip. Um, you asked what's great about the ski trip, kind of explained the vacation aspect plus happy hour. But when it comes to actually skiing, like it is, it can be a beautiful kind of scenery and a lot of clear headspace there. A lot mm. of time to think because if you're good enough and you're not focused on not, you know, falling down, is that you? A, uh, it depends on, on what trail. Like if we're doing double black diamonds, like, uh, you know, I'm only trying to stay up and not go a million miles per hour. But coolest thing I ever did was when I was abroad, we were in the Alps, which is a major flex, obviously, mm-hmm. skiing the, the Swiss Alps. But uh, it was about 3.30 in the afternoon. We didn't intentionally do this, but what happened was we ended up going down a super easy trail, but it took like an hour and 15 minutes from the top of the mountain to the bottom of like a city. And you were going through trees. It was super easy, but it was just like you're in your own head for literally like an hour. You don't talk to anyone. It's like, like winds. And- I feel like skiing is someone something that you would maybe put headphones in for. A lot of people do. I actually don't like to do the headphones thing um, because I just like hearing the sounds. I like hearing like the wind and stuff. All you and- hear is, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When people are wiping out. So that was like the coolest kind of thing I did, honestly. Abroad, yeah, I respect that. that. Trip down. I, uh, I've never skied, never snowboard. I do love tubing obviously it's Tubing's very, fun. very soft but very fun yeah. uh my number one thing about it be, good thing about it getting cold and being cold is you have an excuse to get fat and eat a lot more okay. um not that you do or you don't when it gets cold but like if you if you happen to put on a, a few pounds in the wrong area unintentionally just because you've been a lazy shit you can use the excuse well you know it's cold out so. Plus, you're covered up by sweats and stuff. You know, you're not yeah, hundred percent. You can hide it a lot better. You don't need to take your shirt off. So, nice excuse to get fat. Or if you're showing a little bit, you can just say, you know, look, it's thirty degrees out. What do you want from me? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's go to the what the hell internet graphic. This is just Jack's ability to pump and dump Julius Randall stuff. <laughs> we are pumping and dumping. Tommy Beer tweeted: Julius Randall is averaging. More points than AD or Cat, and I posted this, and so many people are pissed that Cat was included in this because Cat's only played like eight games. Okay, we'll take Cat off. Anthony <laughs> Davis. More rebounds than the MVP, Joel Embiid, or Bam Adebayo, who, you know, those two have been compared a ton recently, as we've discussed. More assists than Drew Holiday, which uh, Drew Holiday actually is worth about eight firsts and uh, $400 million, according mm-hmm. to the Bucks. so... Julie, maybe Julius Randle for Giannis could be a clean swap for them if they want a guy who can shoot. More assists than Drew Holiday or Spida. Spida, Abe's all-star starter, according to him. And Randle is shooting a higher percentage from three-point range than Buddy Heald, which the Sixers wanted. Who's so having a very down year as a whole. 
I love these stats. And I, I Dame Dalla. I love these stats. And you, Dame Dalla. There's nothing better than going fishing and just finding random stats that don't tell the look, whole look, true look, story. Look, That's look. like what I texted you before we recorded, that Ben Simmons' career high is greater than Jason Tatum's career high, but big media doesn't want you to know that. So, Dame Lillard, and that was the only other complaint that people had. Dame's amount of threes is way higher than Randall. But it's not like Randall's shooting like two a game. Like He's shooting over four a game, which is crazy for... Okay, so so I get that that's fishing. Let's do a little less fishing. Let's, let's, let's consolidate a little bit here. Julius Randle is on pace to become the second player in NBA history to average more than 10 rebounds and five assists while shooting over 40% from three and over 80% from the free throw line. The only player in NBA history to do that is Larry Bird during his MVP season. I'm finding it. I'm finding hard. I'm finding... It's difficult to find reasons why the Knicks shouldn't give Julius Randle a max after all those stats. Yeah, me too. It's me tough, too. right? It's I mean, tough. look, it it just has to do with, I think, the different aspects of his game. Like, that's what the stats are telling. They're not saying he's a better rebounder than MB. They're not saying he's a better scorer than AD. They're not saying he's better pass. Fishing. But, but what we are saying is, like, how can you shoot such a high clip from three, rebound so much, and still dime? And still be, you know, and he's playing 37 minutes a game, right. which could obviously inflate stats, but also the percentages are I up. Wanted to, I wanted to bring something up. I woke up this morning, did my morning Twitter scroll in bed as I, my eyes opened, and I saw you tweet something about NBA centers last night. Would you like to elaborate on what that was? Oh, no, I was tweeting about um, small ball lineups versus big lineups, I believe. Yeah, something you're... along those lines. Yeah, so I was watching the end of Brooklyn and Phoenix, Phoenix and Brooklyn was down 20-plus in the third quarter, and obviously no KD Kyrie. They couldn't stop a fly. And then they went small, and Eaton, who's been playing awesome this year, just became an absolute liability on the court. It's not to say that Embiid's not a great you know, defensive player. AD is a great defensive player. Giannis, who are like the three main bigs. But like you can, with these small ball lineups, you can start to scheme Jokic out of the game to a degree on defense and really target right. him. And his Cantor, like he, like he can't even play in the playoffs for a lot of those reasons. So, um, my you know, point small- is about that. It got me thinking about centers as a whole. Joel Embiid having his best year of his career. Jokic having the best year of his career. And a lot of over the years, obviously, I had a hard stance on one side. People would compare Embiid and Jokic, and one might say rightfully so, based off the numbers alone and the Nuggets were rightfully putting up. Rightfully so. Okay. Still rightfully so today. Okay. My point is, we're not looking at the right person. The Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic sides of this argument, it's time to team up. The real person we have to go out here is Anthony Davis, because he's worse than both of them. I've always said Joel is better than Anthony Davis. And it's finally starting to show. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out. It's time I told that the you Jokic, AD, I told you AD was better. And the Embiid crew get together and they bully the Anthony Davis's crew. That's what, t- what time it is. Look, now I get it. I'm vulnerable. AD's locked up in LA for a while, so I can, I can find the slander for him. But... <laughs> No, I mean, I, I said it last. Anthony Davis was the best player on the floor for multiple NBA nope. Finals games last year. He nope. was. I, he, he was. Like, nope. he, for a couple of those games, he was. Nope. Yeah. What do you mean, no? Because LeBron, if you say no, I said then, no. You, then Joel Embiid will never be the MVP and he'll never be the best player on the floor. 
I don't because care. for multiple games, Anthony Davis was the best player on the floor in the NBA Finals because he did in, on both in, sides. In the what? Who? In the NBA Finals. In the what? NBA Finals. Mickey Mouse? Yeah, the LeMickey Finals. Right. Um, I'm just saying it's time to point the finger elsewhere, and that's at Anthony Davis. No, nah, there will be Because there's no... a clear... Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis in terms of big men in the NBA rankings it's right now. It's just so reactionary. Yeah, nope. in the past month. Nope. That's, that's the right. Re- what do you mean no? Last year, Anthony Davis was better than Joel Embiid. Well, we had Al Horford. Does it count? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, fam. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Snapback Sports Pod. I hope that everyone has an excellent weekend. Let's go wild aces. Let's go to 2 and 0. Screw Marshawn Lynch. Get the Skittles up, and we will talk to you on Monday. Much love. Peace.